Hi guys, it's Mike Five from NewMusicSaturday.com here to introduce this week's part one. Can you believe we are so close to the end of the year already? It's kind of crazy. We've got our Christmas show next week, uh, then we've got a break for actual Christmas, um, and then I think it's the new year. I think we're back with a year in rewind after that, which is absolutely mad. Um, we've had a great time. We are not stopping though. We are not slowing down. We've got a brilliant interview uh, with Jeff from Titanosaur, um, we, and we also do the uh, Titanosaur musical dinosaur quiz, which I made up on the fly earlier, um, and some other stuff. And then we play some amazing music, and it's absolutely fantastic. So you're going to enjoy it. It's a big, heavy rock in part one, as always. Part two's on the way. Uh, thank you so much for listening thank you for telling all your friends we know you do because the list of numbers keep going up uh, keep doing that keep listening keep telling your friends uh just keep having a lovely time cheers guys hey this is alan morrissey otherwise known as loud heavy rock and you're listening to new music saturday with mike five and dr bones nice Hello, this is Expo's Brick from Liverpool via Astorias, and you are listening to the tremendous New Music Saturday. Splish Splash Show. Everybody's naughty and freeze finish. And welcome to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, the Doc of Rock. Not a medical doctor, but a doctor nonetheless. And my partner in crime, and it's hard to be wish they were, Mike Five. What's happening, Mike? Good evening, brother. I'm good. I'm, do you know what? I'm feeling um, Christmassy, uh, even though it's not the Christmas show yet, but I'm feeling Christmassy. And I've had a pretty pretty easy going week so I'm, I'm pretty good i'm chill i'm good how about you uh not too bad at all uh one more week i'm on vacation for weeks so i'm looking forward to that <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> but what i'm must be looking forward to is something we've been looking forward to all week is our musical guest so welcome titanosaur how's it going good evening everybody good evening world doing all right very well how about yourself 
Peachy, Good. peachy. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, let's get right into it. So uh, your new album, Messages, uh, came out uh, December 4th. And you were kind enough to send us uh, a few singles ahead of time, like Messages, Deceiver. And uh, I think the first question is, this is a pretty solid, heavy album. Uh, I think my, my question is, just with some of the, some of the song titles, what, did, was there a certain uh, kind of a planned... Uh, idea behind it being was there like a certain kind of uh, somewhat of like a like a, a loosely fitting storyline to it well it uh, sort of turned out to have a storyline um i write the songs as uh, as they happen in my head um when i'm feeling them and then uh, once i decide to put an album together that's when i start putting them in certain orders and seeing how they fit together um so it's not necessarily planned like uh the second titanosaur album which came out last year that was kind of planned um, that's a darker album, so that's a whole other thing. But uh, yeah, this one um, was—it's after the fact that I put it together, and I think there is a sort of loose story to it. I kind of sort of found, so I'm not sure though. Okay, well, no, it's just always a curiosity. I mean, I mean, it is obviously uh, each album that that you put out, or just generally speaking, that people put out. I mean, it's it's open to interpretation by the listener, so it just some things we pick up here and there. When my what personally myself when I'm listening to it, I don't necessarily look for a, a storyline, but just sometimes it kind of jumps out at you. So it's always curiosity. Well, it sounds like it could be. It doesn't mean it is. So it's always a kind of curiosity question with me because a lot of albums that come out, it kind of the way it's laid out, at least the not just production wise, but just the the arrangement of the songs, like. I wonder if they had a, like a, a preconceived idea for it. So, yeah, well, um, the laying out the album is definitely important uh, for me. Um, I definitely work uh, with albums. I don't work with singles, so I want to make a cohesive album. So, yeah, it, it's definitely yeah. If you can, if you listen to the songs and the lyrics, then you could probably easily make a, a storyline out of it. Uh, but uh, if you're not even trying to put a storyline together. As far as the music goes, if you listen to them in the order that that they're in for the album, then it uh, it has a certain feeling to it, also. So, do you spend a lot of time on the kind of sequencing? Because I, I I've now got um, I bought the third one today, so I've now got all three albums, and I feel like you can tell sometimes when someone really plans where they want the tracks to go and other other albums they sound a bit more thrown together and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but yours do feel like you can kind of see where it is and i guess i listen to bonesy doing it with other people's music every week (laughs) Uh, it's kind of like you make your own playlist but obviously of your own stuff is that something do you put a lot of time into that absolutely um and i i usually get help my um i i'm also the ray gun girls so I'm not just Titanosaur, but I'm also the Raygun Girls. And right. um, in the Raygun Girls, uh, it used to be a band, and my best friend was in that band for a while. Um, so he helps me a lot with sometimes lyrics, sometimes uh, songwriting, um, and he helps me with the order of songs. He has a knack for it. So I'll send him all the songs once I've decided that I have an album's worth of songs. I send them to him, and he puts them in a certain order, and then... I listened to what order he came up with, and then we go back and forth to find something that that feels right to me. So that can take anywhere between a month to two months sometimes. 
that's I mean that's the thing though. If you if you do it and you go through that process, it takes a bit of time, but it's definitely worth the effort, isn't it? Because then you, I think you have something that has a bit more longevity because you can always hear, you know, why that was put together in that way. If you see what I mean. I would like to think that it gives it longevity. Um, yeah, it is important to me. So yeah, definitely put the time into it. Oh, I, I definitely hear that because the the playlist for NMS, uh, as opposed to most of I only have a week to put them together. And I have like not kind of a rhyme and reason, but not quite. And that's what kind of makes that, that's what kind of makes the, the, the list uh, so unique is like, it's not all one genre on the one. I try to, uh, mix and match as much as possible, but make sure there's a smooth transition. So it's just not like a, like a, like a, a computer generated list. You know, I, I don't want that. That was the whole, that the whole point of NMS is wasn't just to, re, to review the songs like live, but just to make sure that the lists stand out. They don't sound like they're, they're kind of, they're just computer generated and just like, oh, they take time at all. Like, no, I take time. And, and sometimes I do two, three rough drafts and I rip my hair out because I can't get to flow the way I wanted to. <laughs> Well, I would like to think, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are. I'm 45. I would like 41. to think it has something, well, so maybe it has something to do with, um, you know, growing up with the cassette era where we made mixtapes and it was important to know, to, yeah. to, to plan it out, how you were, every song was going or had to that, have a flow. No, you're absolutely right. Or is there enough time? Uh, you know, I just, I'm glad you brought that up because I just, you just brought like a flashback memory when I was making, uh, uh, a Soundgarden mixtape, you know, but I was using I was using the CD, so it wasn't just bad motor fingers like um, Lord and Love, uh, the double key string life and flop. And I wanted to finish up uh, the part two with new damage from from uh, from Bad Motorfinger, but it's like, man, do do I have like six and a half minutes left on this tape to fit this in before it cuts it off? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I used to make mixtapes all the time. Nice. You know, you make them for your friends, for your girlfriends, for oh, road yeah. trips. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this out there and say um, 35, but also I did used to do that, uh, even though I'm yeah definitely way younger than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I used to I'm, I'm not really that much younger, is it? Um, but what I used to love was uh, there's a song by David Bowie called "Always Crashing in the Same Car," which is from Low, which is kind of an obscure album, but a really good album. Um, and it's I think it's a, almost exactly three minutes thirty, and it just so happened that at the end of most of the mixtapes I made, there was about three and a half minutes left. And so that was always the song that would finish off at least one side, sometimes two sides, if I really fucked up the rest of it, (laughs) (laughs) of uh, of every mixtape I ever made. So I'm now, I don't even know if it's that good a song, really, but it was the song to finish the mixtape. So I think it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) for that reason. Um, I discovered today that you're a one-man band, and I've been talking about you like, like you're a, you sound like a full band. So how, how did you, how on earth? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Titanosaur is massive. How, how do you get, I mean, obviously I know you don't play it all at once, but do you know what I mean? How, how are you doing that? It sounds like a live band jamming. It's, it's very impressive. How, how are you getting that sound? Success, success. I, I succeeded. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, both are right now, both Ray Gun Girls and Titanosaur are one man bands. And, um, it's uh, it took me a long time to get to this sound. I spent the past ten years teaching myself how to how to make it happen. Um, yeah, I play. Uh, there are four guitar tracks, each panned to the le- yeah. two to the left, two to the right. A nice fuzzy distorted bass down the middle, and uh, it took a long time getting the the drum set to sound the way I wanted. And there you go, something nice and heavy. So, do you think you and the Raygun Girls will ever play a gig together? 
Well, you know. <laughs> that was too easy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's great. And then I, I, the, uh, in terms of the drums, are you a drummer or is it kind of programmed drums? Because, again, they sound you know really like studio quality drums. I am a wannabe drummer. I've always wanted to be a drummer, and I love playing air drums. But uh, no, I programmed the drums. Um, and yeah, again, that took a long time to get a kind of sound that I wanted. And I have that preset into the, into the, uh, it's all free, actually. That's the other exciting thing. Um, really? I use free plugins and I do it the worst way possible. <laughs> I uh, plug my, <laughs> plug my guitar and my bass straight into the computer. No preamp, no nothing with a little crappy adapter uh, to go from uh, quarter inch to eighth, eight in, eighth inch. Um, and then uh, it's just plugins in uh, GarageBand, so it's all free. The only thing I paid for was the mic and the monitor speakers that I have, and uh, yeah. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Like, I mean, I literally thought it was a band that got into the studio and probably done kind of a few, kind of, it sounds quite live, right? It's got a live studio feel, so done a few takes of each song, put the vocals on top. That's just how I imagined it was done, um, because it sounds so full. Um, but maybe it just goes to show that you don't need all the fancy equipment. You just need talent. <laughs> maybe that's where I've been going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, it, it's patience. It's time. It's uh, you, you gotta know know what you want. Um, and um, yeah, like the first, like the Raygun Girls uh, songs that I recorded uh, ten years ago, um, they sound horrible to me now. But the album that I just put out in May, Orphan, for the Raygun Girls, sounds super heavy to me. And I, I really love the way that came out. Um, and the way this Titanosaur album came out, I, I really love too. I changed the guitar sounds for this because it's more hard rock. Um, yeah. Raygun Girls is more industrial kind of. Right. Um, so this one needed to be a little messier than the Raygun Girls. So um, I really like the way it came out. Yeah. Oh, man. As soon as it came out, I was like on right away. I was like, went right to bank. I was like, but done. <laughs> <laughs> thank you my um my son i give my my son's eight and i give him my phone and we're we're driving somewhere and i open up the band cam and i'm just like scroll through put, put what you like on it's like I don't know, a couple of thousand albums or whatever on there and um every single time for the last i want to say since the summer three or four months um he's gone straight to uh to eat me your your first album uh, mostly because of so at first it was because of the cover because he's eight and there's a dinosaur eating a person on the cover and that's pretty cool <laughs> um, but now it's because he just loves the music <laughs> so he's like i want to hear that again even today he was like where is it and because i bought loads of stuff and Bandcamp doesn't do it in alphabetical order he had to scroll for ages and he's like i've got to put it on uh, on the way to football practice this morning so um i'm not sure if he's your target audience but he absolutely loves you as well just so you know well, no, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I heard you uh, mention that uh, on your show uh, a month ago or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, well, th that album is uh, was the first Titanosaur album, and when I was making it, I really just wanted to have fun because uh, with the Raygun Girls way back when we were a band, um, in between uh, practices when we would just take a break, um, the singer, the bassist, my friend, and I we would just do silly songs and call that slutsky. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and so they would make up stupid songs and they were very punk. And, and so I was trying to revive that, but they didn't want to do that. So I changed it into Titanosaur. So the original idea for Titanosaur is to have something that's fun, 
that's loud, um, that's stomping. Um, so that album has a lot more uh, silliness on it than than these other two albums. But uh, I'm I'm feeling like I might get back to a little bit more of that for the next one coming. Nice. I mean, it's it's a great like punk rock dad is just like the perfect song <laughs> for, for, for anyone that listens to heavy music, but also happens to have a couple of kids running around. It's just like yeah, that's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, th- that uh, I, I really like that song. I had my kids singing in the background for it um, uh, oh, nice. in the yeah. in the bridge section. They, it's all a little bit of call and response with them also. So yeah. Oh, well, you know. Um... Mike's right. The Bandcamp app is awesome. And the thing is, uh, uh, better half and I, we have so much data for one month and she barely uses it because, you know, she's at she's a Wi-Fi I work all the time. I can use Wi-Fi at work, but I usually work a lot of overnights and that's why I do the work in NMS. So I'll download, but it's a lot, download, down, quicker, a lot quicker to download using the, the, the LTE as opposed to the Wi-Fi. And I can never use, I try to use, I try to use a lot of it and I get so close to using the full 30 gigs, but I always seem to be a little bit short, but it's perfect because I'll do the same thing my dad, I'll put Bandcamp on the car on the way back and forth to work. And you now as soon as I buy a new album, I usually buy them when I'm at work in the overnight. So I'll start listening to work and then I fish them on the way, on the drive, driving the way home. So. <laughs> um, I, I, I promised you guys uh, something fun and I wonder if I could do that now, Bainsy. Go for it. Okay. So. Have you both got a pen and a bit of paper? Uh, one second. Um, <laughs> pardon me. Hey, Em. Yeah? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's my rough draft book on the table because I kind of need it. Please, thank you. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I love that you're the one that doesn't. That's brilliant. <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening. So while you get a pen and a bit of paper, I, just, I, I did this a few weeks ago, and I really enjoyed it, and I don't care if anyone else did or not. Um, so I decided I'm going to do it again. So what I want to do is the titanosaur musical dinosaur quiz okay so i'm going to ask you both five questions and uh i'm sure there's lots of people listening at home with bits of paper and a pen. you can just write it on your phone by the way you don't even need a bit of pen a bit of pen oh, bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, but let's go let's go right so i'm going to ask you five questions there is a theme which you can guess from the title um and you've got to write down your answers. We'll see uh, who gets uh, the most answers right. Um, and uh, if you, Jeff, get the, the most answers right, I will donate uh, five of my finest English pounds to a charity of your choice. Uh, and Bonesy, I'll do the same. And actually, speaking of which, the guys from Without Andrew never told me which charity, so I just gave it to one that I wanted to give it to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what we do. Anyone listening at home um, can, uh, can do it as well if they really want to. Um, but are you guys up for it? Five questions yes. uh, in the Titanosaur musical dinosaur quiz. Absolutely, let's go. All right, so some are easy, some are a bit harder. Depends what you know, right? So, question one is name the 1970s rock band fronted by Mark Bolan who had hits with Telegram Sam, Get It On, and 20th Century Boy. Don't tell me the answer, just yeah. write it down. Just write it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to get quick fire. Question two. Name the grunge band formed in Massachusetts in 1984, fronted by Jay Maskis, whose songs include Freak Scene, Feel the Pain, and Pond Song. Okay. For like music fans, they might be the easy ones. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, question three. Blue Oyster Cult wrote a song about which famous movie character which is based on a T-Rex, an Iguanodon, and has these spinal fins of a Stegosaurus. Which character? 
Question four. Who wrote the soundtrack to the 1994 movie Jurassic Park? And question five. Anyone listening at home is thinking, what is this? It's over now. It's nearly there. Which, you should know this one, by the way, both of you. Which New York-based heavy rock band recently released a 13-track album called Messages? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, question one. 1970s band Mark Bolan. Telegram Sam. Get it on, 20th Century Boy. Uh, Who wants to give us the T-Rex. T-Rex. What did you get, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. T-Rex. T-Rex. Of course. See, I lulled you into a full sense of security. Yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grunge Band, 1984, Jay Maskis, blah, blah. Uh, dinosaur Jr. Yeah, Dinosaur Jr. Oh, look at you two guys. Absolutely nailing it. Uh, what was the uh, character that Blue Oyster Cult wrote the song about? That's on you, Jeff. I have no idea. <laughs> well, the, of course, that's uh, Gojira, but uh, in English, known as Godzilla. Oh, Godzilla. for fuck's sake. Like, Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and even even in, in a horrible Godzilla remake, we said Godzilla, Godzilla. I shouldn't know that. Oh, damn it! Go go Godzilla! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, which I didn't know until I looked these up um, and tried to find five questions. Which is very hard, by the way, to find five questions about music and dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't know it was based on a T Rex and a Guanodon and a Stegosaurus. I had no idea. Uh, never really thought about it to be honest. Um, do you know who wrote the soundtrack to the original Jurassic Park? Nope. Uh, no, no idea. idea. John Williams. Oh, of course. Ja- who? <laughs> <laughs> John Williams like wrote the soundtrack to everything in the nineties. Um, and which New York-based heavy rock band recently released a thirteen-track album called Messages? It's with us right now, Titanosaur. Obviously, Titanosaur. Uh, I, I wrote the Raygun Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so close. I hear they're gonna. I hear they're gonna play together one day soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, good, Jeff. I think you got five for five. Uh, but I didn't get John Williams, so I got four. Oh no, four sorry, you got four out of five. And yeah. Bainesy, you got. I got three. three. Yep. So no, it goes to Jeff. Jeff, you're awesome, buddy. <laughs> Congratulations. Very well done. I don't know if we've got that round of applause sound. Oh, actually, no, I, I, do, I do have... Uh, there we go. <laughs> thank cool. you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah, just uh, drop me a message later. Tell me which charity. Or unless you know, off the top of your head, tell everyone. Um, oh, well, yeah. Um, um, it's funny because um, I actually just finished recording a Christmas song, Jingle Bells, which is for a charity thing. Um and the charity is is uh, marfan.org, M-A-R-F-A-N.org. Um, I have Marfan syndrome, which is a connective tissue disorder. Oh, so uh, okay. marfan.org is the uh, group that uh, helps uh, first studies and support and all that stuff. Very cool. Okay, well, that in that case, we will, um, when I say we, it's me, I will give you five of my finest and best English pounds to the <laughs> Mark Foundation. Uh, and look, I've just logged on. There's and, a button that says donate, so that's nice and easy. And maybe, so Willy, that, and maybe Willy Walker's golden ticket too, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving anyone a golden ticket. Yeah. I'm not going to go to chocolate factory, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. But as I said earlier, I don't really care if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Very but, cool. You um, know what? Well, sort of the, the whole Godzilla thing. Because remember, it was like '98 that that horrible remake of Godzilla came out with Matthew Broderick. It was just terrible. And I I actually walked out of that movie. I'm not even happy to know this is too stupid. I can't do this. So I, I walked out. But 
the 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 soundtrack for the most part was pretty decent. There's a couple of kind of eh songs, and not just because I don't like the genre, just because there's one artist in particular I I just do not like at all, and I'm still 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 a little mad at, at, at Jimmy Page for allowing him to use like uh, um, Cashmere for like a background song. It's like oh. So um, everybody knows what I'm talking about. They know it, but the, other than other than that, I mean, there's a good Jamiroquai song. Um, uh, there's uh, Foo Fighters with with A320, which took me forever to realize until I worked at the airport. It's like, oh, it's it's, it's a plane. Oh my God, and, right? <laughs> so I didn't. Well, I did, I should I should. I mean, the lyrics are pretty simple and straightforward. I should have took it from that, but obviously I didn't. And then uh, a Rage Against Machine song, No Shelter, was awesome. And. Uh, didn't it have a silver chair song in it as well? Uh, yes, it? yes. It was, just, it was simply called Untitled. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, nice. There yeah, you go. Yes. And there was uh, awesome, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Days of New, Running These. Running These is an awesome song. Oh, I kind of vaguely remember that. I think there was, I'm sure Brain Stew was on there, the Green Day track. But I don't uh, know if Brain Stew, like a... yeah. But they, they, all, all they did was, the only difference between that song is they used they used a uh, a dice in the background, like making a dice or something in the background. That's the only difference. Yeah, in the song. that's right. There's something. Yeah, <laughs> I think I had that soundtrack, but I don't think I ever saw the film. No, I, I had the soundtrack. I saw half the film, and I was like, done. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, what's the worst film you've ever seen? Ah, oh, geez, the worst film. Oh, I, I was watching. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst film, but I was watching. Uh, uh, a few months ago, this Western, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like watching an acid flashback. It was really weird from the, <laughs> from the 60s or 70s with uh, Jason Robards in it. It was it was oh, crazy. Man. I don't remember what it was. If anyone knows what that film is, please tweet us now. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Eh? <laughs> like, I, I, know, I, know the, I, I know the Jason, no, no name Jason Robards, but don't know the movie, so like... Oh, I've got man. no idea. I've got absolutely no idea. No, I, I've only seen a few kind of westerns and call and spaghetti westerns, but obviously uh, uh, mainly Clint Eastwood, you know. <laughs> but man, those those um, those three, like I know they're all really long, but, and obviously you've got the good, the bad, and the ugly, which right. is really famous. And there's uh, what is it? Fistful of dollars and five dollars more? Is it maybe a few dollars more? A few, a few dollars, dollars more. more. That's it. Yeah, but I actually. I sat down with my dad once and I don't know if it was in one night, but in my head it's in one night and we just watched all of them. And I remember it was just an amazing experience, even though that must've been, I don't know how many hours of my life because they're all quite long, (laughs) (laughs) but but I just remember it must've been over a couple of nights, but maybe not. I mean, see, I had to watch those on my own or with friends because that was not, uh, my dad's alley. I mean, like we grew up uh, with good, good stuff, but we grew up, with like the Marx Brothers and that sort of thing, which is awesome. I don't, I, and, and I love it. I still love Marx Brothers to this day. And but you know, and just the other shows like like uh, the original Bob Newhart show and like Mary Tyler Moore, the Adams Family, the Monsters, that sort of thing. But that yeah. stuff we kind of grew up around, kind of in the household. But not so we did like other stuff. Like my dad, like he, and it's still it's still funny still to this day. The two movies where I've seen him laugh the hardest was Spaceballs. Like, <laughs> and the, the the scene when will then be now, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. How am I looking? Everything's coming now. Coming now. What happened then? When we just passed it? When just now? Go back then. We can't. Why? We just passed it. You know, right? The, that whole back and forth, and then the the one time, and I swear to God, I he was laughing so hard, and even I was crying. I was laughing so hard watching him laugh. Was uh um we were this is like years ago, but the movie Nine Months with uh, Hugh Grant. 
And but the, thing, the funniest part was Robin Williams played the the the, the OBGYN, but he was a Russian OBG, OBGYN, so his English wasn't the best, right? And he's trying to explain to them that they, they need to get rid of the cat because of the cat word, but he wasn't using the, he wasn't using the p word, not, not the cat word, right? So and and, and there's horrified like what what what? And I swear to God, I like my dad. I, I've never seen him laugh in my life, and I was crying as I was watching him laugh because he just he was like almost falling out of his chair laughing that hard. So, uh, Spaceballs is a fantastic movie. Oh man, Absolutely. it's a classic. I mean, even 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 Kim, like she she knows she knows it. Uh, maybe sometimes a bit too much for for her liking, but she still likes it. So, it's a great film. It's a great film. Um, what's your favorite track on Messages? Oh well, uh, it depends. Um, it depends on a few different things. I mean, I love message, the, the title track messages. I really love that one a lot. Um, and then, uh, scream for vengeance is another great one. Um, um, there's a song on there called forevermore that I like a lot because of the chorus in it. And I, I don't know. I mean, I went into this album to write the songs for this album, thinking to myself, I want to write something super psychedelic. And, I didn't, but <laughs> what came out, uh, I really like. So, uh, yeah, Forevermore has a, some backwards guitar in it and, and is a little slower, uh, chunkier. But, um, yeah, no, uh, there are a lot of songs on there I like. And so it's a tough one. I mean, I'm guessing you probably like them all quite a bit because you put them all on an album. So it's, it's a difficult, it's a hard question, isn't it? <laughs> so, which is your favorite chart? <laughs> Apparently everyone has one, I don't um, <laughs> Sorry, sidetracked there. Um, <laughs> so how come it wasn't, how come it didn't turn out to be psychedelic? Because it's got a great sound, but I definitely wouldn't describe it as psychedelic. No, yeah, I, I think that might have to do with being a one-man band. Like, if, if okay. I had, if I were playing with other people, then I could, you know, like, uh, then I, the drummer, you know, can you play a certain rhythm or... And then we feed off of each other and then go like that. But because it's just me, I put a, a drum loop for like 10 minutes and then I start jamming. So right. I'm, I'm working to a, a click track because the computer can't vary itself. Yeah. Uh, so I can't really do anything too crazy. It, it always has to be in time. So that, that is one songwriting block that I have by being just a one-man band. That's really interesting, actually, because a lot of people, where there's one or maybe two in the band uh, that we've interviewed, will tell us that you have this amazing creative freedom because you don't have to rely on other people to do stuff and you don't have to have that thing where you're like, can't you just play it like this? Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right because there is obviously the restriction of you don't have the. We've said it before. There is, you know, what I love almost every song I've ever written in any band I've been in has come through four or five people just jamming some stuff and coming up and then they go, oh, that was quite nice. What if we do something with that? And then it turns into something. So it's kind of interesting to hear, you know, that sort of restriction <laughs> in that way. Um, it's kind of fascinating. I guess anything <clears throat> psyche is, is probably driven by collaboration, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I would, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years as, uh, on my own and having had 10 years before that with uh people in a band um i definitely prefer being in a band and and bouncing ideas off of each other um it, it uh, yeah it's it's hard to 
make changes. You really have to plan everything out. Plan. All right. Um, this is this is the part where we're going to change uh, to halftime. So I got to stop it there. I got to stop playing right there and then change it on the computer and then go in and, and do that part. Mm. So, you know, that that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Would you um, would you go back and play with other people again? Absolutely, definitely. Uh, the problem is um, that I have Marfan syndrome, like I mentioned, and that's why I stopped playing on stage in 2009. I had my third uh, heart surgery. Oh wow! Um, oh, so wow. yeah, so uh, and then uh, two years ago, I was in heart failure. So you know, playing on a stage, especially heavy music, it's not happening. It's probably not a good combination, I would get. I mean, I'm not a heart specialist, as you know. Um, <laughs> my guess is it's probably, yeah, maybe not. But then I guess that you can still do, there are collaborations, there's loads of people that collaborate online and things like that, so maybe maybe there's some possibilities in there um, you know, with, with technology the way it is now. You never know, right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I love collaborating. I do collaborate. Um, I have, like, on on, the, on last year's album, uh, lyrics were... I was allowed to use somebody else's lyrics. Um, with Raygun Girls, I sometimes have uh, female vocalists help out, um, and uh, sometimes, and I have two guitar players right now who are really interested in helping me out with the next Titanosaur album. So yeah, I'm definitely going to have collaborators helping out. But uh, yeah, I'm the one still writing the songs and then telling them, okay, here it is. Add whatever you want to it, and let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of uh, <clears throat> kind of an interesting way. I mean, but then again, I mean, if it ain't broke, you're coming out with some amazing tunes. So, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely have tons of stuff. I mean, I've, uh, yeah, like I said, I've been doing this on my own for ten years, and I still have tons of ideas. You know, uh, so yeah, I I can keep going on my own for a long time. Nice. Excellent. We love the Raygun girls as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know until yeah. today. I, 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 I told my sister, oh, really? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The Raygun girls is, is, is a, a baby of mine that uh, I started in 2004 with a friend of mine. Um, so th- that's got a, a deep place but uh, for me. But it's very serious stuff. And, and I got tired of being so serious and dark. So I needed to change a little bit Fair enough. so um what do you think mike should we uh should take a um, quick break and play a song from the new album that sounds exciting i like it all right so we're gonna take a quick little break here and play a song called deceiver for the new titanus album messages dig this
Deceiver by Titanosaur off their new album, Messages. 
Man, that was an awesome song, like like super heavy, but it, it, it almost had, well, it did, at least Myers picked up like an old kind of 90s alternative kind of grunge punk mix, and it just, I guess, really loved it, and because today, um, when Kim and I were out, you know, um, she was in the mainstream radio, I don't really listen to it too much, and, you know, they actually had to play some old nice stuff, so it's like, man, I'm hearing a lot of stuff, like I heard today in, in, this, in this song, and... Man, I, I I love this one. It just it just but this is uh, to me it's one of the heavy songs in the album, and I really dig this song, man. It's a great tune. Thank you. Yes, actually, I've been uh, thinking about the whole grunge thing um, lately a lot uh, because yeah, I, when I was sending it out to people to hear and give me ideas on on the album before I released it, uh, some people said grunge, um, and it makes sense because grunge was a combination of punk and metal back in the nineties. Oh yeah. Well, uh, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. So, and, and that's pretty much what I'm doing. So, well, for example, just because of this song um, today when Em and I were out, you know, man, the box came on, Allison Chains, and you know, mm-hmm. of course, of course, you know, the the, the type of person I, I am with music's like, well, I said, I know, unfortunately, she knows the stuff too because I talk about it so much, like just generally speaking. And I said, well, no, unfortunately, you know, Wayne Staley was a kind of a sad case because, like, the way he passed away, we found sort of thing. But it just, it was just nice to hear, nice to hear that that, that song because I have, like, I do have facelift, like, I have like all the Allison Chain stuff, and I I saw them like when Wayne Staley was still alive, fortunately. But uh, like hearing some of that stuff and, and just a mix of that and some like like Bad Morphia Soundgarden because that album was 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 pretty heavy and and Ken Thales good, just crazy. Like, ridiculous timing and, and, and soul just you know that kind of coincided with me with this song too it's like man I just this is what I'm picking up here to listen to this stuff uh, yeah Bad Motor Fingers it's amazing I, I love that album that's definitely a huge influence and uh, yeah I got Facelift too and, and I saw Alice in Chains on the Clash of the Titans tour opening up for Anthrax Slayer and Megadeth no way that's amazing I uh, I saw them in Montreal uh, um, uh, just uh just before Dirt came out, so they're just finishing touring up for Facelift and kind of for Dirt as well. And uh, oh man, that, that was a, that was an awesome concert. And uh, the interview I saw like afterwards, like they, they put on the, the music, the music. Uh, well, it was kind of like much music, right? Like it's, it's in, and uh, I was in much else called Music Plus, so uh, uh, plus music essentially, you know. Yeah. And uh, the interview was 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 pretty cool, and it was it was pre uh, pre uh, uh, Mike Starr. Right, because they replaced uh, uh, no, sorry, sorry, pre Mike Inez because they replaced Mike Star with Mike Inez. Yes, yes. But yeah, it was it was a great concert, and Jerry Cantrell, man, like you got to give it to him because all he wants to do is just 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 rock. That's all he wants to do is just want to play guitar and just do it up, and he's all good. Yeah, and and his riffs are actually well, at least on facelift, are are actually pretty simple. I mean yeah. the. the it's all about the timing in in facelift. It's all about how he's strumming and where he's placing the, the each strum. But the chords themselves are super simple. Um, and uh, even on even on dirt, the same thing with dirt. It's all about where they're placing everything. And and he has a great voice too. Oh yeah, and you know, and this this well, well, it's a quick sidetrack. But like many people know, uh, the last full-length album that Alice in Chains did before Wayne Staley passed away was just called Alice in Chains. But people knew that, unfortunately, Wayne Staley was kind of recessing a little bit because the majority of that album was almost all Jerry Cantrell, like vocals and everything. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's un- it's unfortunate, and but anyways. So that's just there's a quick sidetrack, but yeah, man, this is great, the great tune. Love this tune. Thank you. Yeah. Um. It, so again, I was looking for help for figuring out the order of releases of singles, and I got three other well messages. Uh, was one of them that that somebody came up with, uh, and uh, Absolution, but Deceiver wasn't one of them. And there was something about it. I really like the way uh, it ends. I like that long drawn out kind of drone uh, mantra kind of thing going on at the end. So I I actually picked that one as the first and and put it as the first one out. Uh, and I and it got a great reception. Um, you guys liked it. Tons of other people liked it. Got great reviews for that song too. Um, so I'm really glad that uh, everybody likes it as much as I do. Man, I have to say, like, it, the whole album is absolutely fantastic, by the way. Um, but, yeah, the, you know, the tracks you sent are just, I mean, they really kind of hit us, I think, as soon as we heard them, because they're they're heavy, but they're not kind of like, you know, over-distorted or over-clipped. Like, you can hear all the notes, you can hear the harmonics. Part of that Alice in Chains thing is how beautiful that heavy sound is like because they're not a metal band but like you said that you've got that metal and punk influence coming in but the the richness of the guitars and everything and i, I hear that in this album the other thing about alice in chains that we haven't talked about by the way is just the harmonies between the two right it's just and uh, that, that just defined the sound um but yeah i love it and then i was i think i was saying off air, i love the kind of breakdown but all the lead parts you know in this track i love that breakdown the lead part there's loads of space and the vocal comes in over it like there's just some cool stuff and there's a bit of you know it's a little bit of a doom and stoner rock element to it and it's quite grungy and it's kind of hard rock and it's kind of you know classic rock influence it's just a brilliant sound that's why i was so surprised when i found out today i should have researched this before but i only found out today there was just one of you i was like what <laughs> it's kind of Bad, man. absolutely crazy shit but yeah, yeah um thank you very much first of all but uh, also uh yeah the guitar sound um so like i said before it's four guitars and and part of my concentration on the guitar sound was to be able to do that get something that's crunchy and heavy sounding but also where the notes you can hear the notes through it yeah. um and so uh i've got i've got uh I don't know. I can get all technical with it, so it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. um, well, I, like that. I like that. There's at least two people that like that as well as me. I'm sure they listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I got a thicker guitar on the um, at like seventy percent to the right, seventy percent to the left, and then a really echoey, thin, uh, distorted guitar, a hundred percent to the left and a hundred percent to the right. So those, and I'm playing it four times. So. You've got all the sound waves crisscrossing in there, filling in all the holes. And um, so the, the, the echoey guitar actually helps the notes come through. I like that. That's quite clever. And, yeah, I like the fact they're all played individually as well, rather than just kind of, you know, as a doubler or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. Well, man, I hate, I hate to be the pot, the potty pooper, but uh, I, unfortunately, Jeff, man, we're out of time. <laughs> but uh, we'd love to have you back on and continue this in the new year. I am always available. I love to talk, and you guys are awesome. So, yeah, just let me know when. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time, but we will uh, continue this. Uh, we'll, we'll make a part to the review in the new year. But thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time. Thank you very much, guys. I hope you all have a good night. That was absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Lovely to meet you. Titanosaur rocks, man. All right. Bye-bye, guys. Have a great night, Jeff. Thank you.
back here real quick. Sorry about that. So, hey, man, um, that went super quick. That because like I looked up, I was like, oh my god, like we were just reviewing the song, and like we're pretty much out of time. Like, wow, I flew by. I flew by. Yeah. So a big thank you to Jeff, who was Titanic. So we had a great time, and we will continue this part two to be coming to New York because we we have a lot more questions, and it went a lot quicker than we thought. So, uh, but a big thank you. It was a great time, and uh, you guys need to pick up the album, and it's called Messages, and it's on his Bandcamp right now. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, like we were saying, that song is a great kind of taster as well, but it's a seriously good album. He's a great guy as well. Like, oh, yeah. And I'm genuine. I mean, I really enjoyed that conversation. I know I say it every time that we interview anyone. But we do, though. But I genuinely do. We both well, that's do. it. No, exactly. Like, we're not, we're, not, we're not blowing smoke here. We, we actually have a good time doing this. We're not we're, we're not. Because remember, we're not getting paid for this. So we're, we're going to be completely honest. Like, well, we had a good time. If we had a good time, yeah, we're going to admit it. If we had a bad time, like, yeah, we're going to admit that too. So, because <laughs> when you say we're not getting paid, I thought all the checks were just in the post or delayed or something. I didn't oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need to renegotiate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> my, my people call your people, sort of thing. Yeah, I don't have people I can't afford it. You're not paying. Oh, well, me either. But, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I have Kim and my dad, so I, I have a paralegal and, and, and a corporate lawyer, so we're good. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take that. <laughs> yeah, I can feel them pushing the screws in already. <laughs> one, one, one's retired, and, and, and one will help me if she needs to, but otherwise she doesn't like to talk about it too much. So. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. And, 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 like, and, and might I say a big thank you to her for bringing stuff over for me because – Mike did tell me ahead of time that I'll need uh, pen and paper, and unfortunately, my my rough draft <laughs> book was like about fifteen feet too far. So, a thank you, a big thank you to M for grabbing that for me, and of course, uh, for always being a big supporter of the show, doing the videos because she records all the IGTV videos. She's re- she's behind the camera for that, and she did help help us out a couple weeks ago as well. Yeah, definitely, absolute legend. Although it didn't help you win the quiz. No, but whatever. No, like, like <laughs> you know, when, when I heard that, when I heard the dress park, I was like, I, I, like, first time my mind's like, I don't know, fucking idea at all. Like, uh, like, no, no idea whatsoever. No, that's fair. And that's fair. when, you, but as soon as said God, Gia's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the thing is, because it, because in, the, in the, like I said, in the, in the Godzilla movie, I walked out, they're like, God, Gia, God, Gia's like, oh, Godzilla, like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but whatever, no big deal. It's, it's okay. <laughs> It's all good. And we've got a crack in part one and part two tonight. Until, oh, until man. Camp. We've only just started, really. So this is a good good Saturday night, man. Exactly. So we're going to kick it off. Here's our first song as, well, still part part one, but it kind of kick it off as after the interview. So here we go with Brand New Modern Minds, and the song's called Karmic Fortune. Dig this.
modern mimes with karmic fortune. Like that was just a killer tune. I love the vocals, but it just just heavy as it's straight out of the gate. And that came on. I think we got the email on Thursday, and as I was like, oh, well, hmm, you. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this might be a starter after Titanosaur because it was kind of uh, um. Met, playing around with a few songs, right? It was like, it's like, no, this is our starter for sure. <laughs> but well, it came in, it was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? But, uh, but, but in a good way, I mean, it just, the vocals were great and I just loved the heaviness and just, it's, it's got, it's like, it's like metal alter- alternative, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. It's got that kind of vibe, hasn't it? I love, um, I love that the verses are, are kind of, um, I don't want to say they're light because they're not light, but they're paired back, and then that lead, it sort of lowers you into a full sense of security almost because then you get smashed into this driving, almost like Guns N' Roses esque right. chorus, which is pretty cool. And I also I only heard it once, um, and then I was listening out for it. I didn't hear it again, so I don't know. But there was this drum fill before one of the choruses. It was just insane. Yeah, and then like, you know what? I'm glad you pointed it out because I was thinking the same thing, and that that also sounded like a, a drum fill by Sean Crahan from Slipknot. Right, exactly. Yeah. That kind of I know thing, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good call. It, which is really cool. I love that. That was just such a nice little touch because yeah. I was like, whoa. Good right, call. Right. That was some insane <laughs> drum. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and I, when I heard that too, I mentioned I meant to mention that. But you're absolutely right. It was like a, 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 literally like a Sean Cray from Slipknot. It's that kind of film for a bunch of songs, and he's just an insane uh, uh, percussionist. But so, man, we're gonna keep on going here. So next up, we have a brand new song by High Low, and they finished their six EPs, and the newest one's called Invaders. And we'll be playing a song called Little Spaceman. And just so you know, um, they did put a message up on their Bandcamp that Cyclops has arrived early, the vinyl pressing, so they might ship it out earlier than January 1st, so it might get a little bit quicker. Mike will definitely get his quicker than I get mine, obviously, because I'm on the other side of the pond, but that's okay. So well, they might send yours first, you never know. <laughs> well, we'll see, either way, but I, I, got, I got a tape, that's the, the big bundle, because I, got, I ordered a couple of cassette tapes of theirs, of their albums too as well, so looking forward to that, and... But next year, we, we could do this year, but next year, we need to set Stephen Lee up for an interview. So, yes. Whether, whether yes. it's both of them or one of them, because, because that's, that's the thing that Steve said. It goes, it goes, well, it might, be just, it might just be myself or it might just be Lee. It just depends on, you know, schedules, that sort of thing, right? And plus, just like a lot of bands, they have families as well. So, it's good. you got to make it work when you, when you can. So, um Family versus fame and fortune. On well, the yeah, right. <laughs> and you know what? It was funny because it, just the fact that we're you no, know, we were big fan of high law, anyways. But excuse me, I was thinking about tonight. I was right, sorry, or earlier today, um, uh, when uh, Evan and I went out to do a few uh, errands, right? And we came back, and the last song we heard on the radio piece that said because you had mainstream radio was Weezer's sweater song. It's like, it's like, oh man, first thing I thought was high low, like first thing, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. <laughs> But anyway, it was awesome, and it's like so we didn't quite finish song. We were about halfway through because I did, they put the instant targets about six minutes, right? Right. Because with the whole opening, like, uh, okay, dude, well, have fun. You're like, oh no. <laughs> like, so, so, anyways, um, so I thought of high low right away. But man, this is a great tune. So here we go with high low and little spaceman. Do this.
Spaceman, and man, that's like I love the song. And their new piece called Invaders, it's out on their band camp right now. And I uh, really love this tune. And just like, man, just because I brought Weezer before we got on air, but I just oh, holy Weezer there, man. And like I said before, Kings of Fuzz Rock, I love it. I just, I just love the flow, and the lyrics are fun. And it's like, it just, it's always high low, it's just always a good time, like, really. <laughs> And it's, I'll be honest with you, Hilo have genuinely, and I really mean this, they've made all of the lockdowns and restrictions and every fucking thing else that's going on this year, they have made it bearable for me and I'm sure hundreds of other people by releasing six amazing EPs, one a month for the last six months, and an album which is... um, coming out and like you say it's been yeah and just it's been absolutely brilliant i've enjoyed it so i've been so excited every bank camp friday to go on and buy the next high low and you know so you know there's i think most of them if not all of them are name your price so some i've um you know put a few quid on and so i put a bit more depending on what i've got but some um you know, if there's ever like a CD or a tape or anything, I was trying right. to buy. In fact, that my 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 question to Hilo, if they're listening, is um, one of their earlier albums, "Stuck in a Void." Yes. Um, I I came to the band too late, and I haven't got, but I want a CD, and it says they're sold out. But I just wondered if you've got one knocking about, let me know, or a tape. Uh, if you've got one knocking about, let me know, and I'll definitely get that. Um, but yeah, it's just been honestly, it's been amazing. It's been so so cool to uh, to listen to all of the tracks they've released, and then I think the album is is kind of, as I understand it, sort of a best of uh, the six EPs. But it's just been brilliant, mate. Honestly, I've enjoyed it so much. What a great band, and uh, what a brilliant song that is. Well, you know what? Um, I did interview them, uh, but it's been a number of years, and like uh, it was for um, the the they're, they're kind of they had two week week. Two tweet piece coming right, right uh, kind of back to back, right gun 40. So, like, yeah. 2012, I think it was. And actually, it might, it might have even been uh, their drum stuck in a void. Either way, it's been a number of years and it was fun and, and taking so long to get an interview them just because they're busy and that sort of thing, and that's fine. And uh, it still proves uh, um, uh, what's going on. And uh, just because they're still, it's still hard to nail them down for an interview even during a pandemic. But, uh, we will in the new year because we do, uh, Steve and Lee, we definitely do want to talk to you and, and uh, about the, about the, what you guys have been doing over the past months and like what kick-ass stuff you've done. So um, we'll definitely try to set that up. But like I said, our first interview of the new year will be on the 9th with uh, with uh, uh, um, Katia uh, McCabe. So 
and they'll be on the 9th of uh, January, and then we'll have our year rewind, which I have always started working on as well, because that's going to be uh, a challenge in itself. <laughs> it's going to be a boss point. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, right, I know. And we, we have a, a problem every year, like I said in the video, I said, don't feel silly we don't play this song because we don't like the song, because if we played every single song we liked, we'd be at this for, for weeks, like literally weeks. Oh, we, I mean, we, we have played every song. Well, no, we haven't even played every song. We, we've just played... Loads of the songs that we like every week for 47 weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and there's more to come. Do you know what I really liked? Um, bit of a sidetrack, but, but what I really liked um, this week it came out was uh, Bandcamp put a notice up uh, that said they normally they kind of unveil their best, best albums of the year kind right. of thing. Um, and, and they rank them all and it's kind of like it's a bit of fun right because you can imagine them all sitting in the office or wherever and they go well this feels like a 54 <laughs> and this is a 55 or whatever out of the top 100 or or whatever um, but this year then they're, they're not doing it so they are releasing kind of you know what they think are the best you know their favourite albums of the year but they're not ranking them which I really liked because they basically said everyone's had a really hard year well, and yeah. it seems a bit unfair to say this is better than this and I completely agree so they've got these different uh categories and i haven't got it in front of me and i can't remember what they are but i think one was connecting the dots about bridging styles and stuff like that but they've got these different categories and they're going to release uh you know our essential albums or favorite albums or whatever in alphabetical order in these different categories go have a listen i absolutely love that i think that's so i mean i've done top tens and stuff in the past right um but it's just like it becomes harder and harder anyway and i feel like that's such a great way of addressing the fact that we don't need top 100 albums this year. No. What, we need is, what we need is hey have a listen to this <laughs> exactly right um, i think our year in rewind is quite similar in that it's you know we couldn't possibly play every track that we love but we're gonna have some pretty fucking awesome tunes <laughs> together on that oh, and you man. know what if you want to hear more go back and listen to all of the other episodes exactly gonna be, you know i don't know if we miss any weeks this year it's gonna be 50 odd nms episodes um sitting there on spotify Apple, oh. wherever you listen to it so oh man well we're, we're we're at 181 um already in the new format right right so, i know man it's crazy <laughs> and uh um we were listening i mean i was listening to music day while we we're doing stuff around the house and uh now mainly stuff that's gonna be on nms tonight and a couple others and it's it's like an she's made it known and we've made it known to that one of her favorite songs uh that we played is analog wave uh, featuring sylvia on down drowning and you know it was it was cool today because when was, when the song was playing, like I was working, I was drawing up the list on the whiteboards, and she was doing something at the table too. And then you know she kind of started kind of kind of humming, and it's like, I was like, wow, that was actually pretty good. You know, kind of like Sophie Wendell's kind of first part of the song. I was like, like that's pretty nice. That's pretty cool. She'll yeah, never yeah. she'll never do it live or on air. She's too shy, but she it sounded good. I wouldn't do it live or on air because I can't do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, next up we have, and, uh, and I'm playing this not because it's a great called Create a Block uh, by Alan Morrissey, but the way he posted what a station sent him back saying, like, well, we can't play this because I was like, are you, you're, you're fucking kidding? So I was like, you know what? We love the EP and we're going to do them justice. Instrumentals are cool. So here we go with Alan Morrissey and Retox from a kick ass EP called Create a Block. Do this.
right on Alan Morrissey and Retox and what a great instrumental and definitely um, you can tell the Van Halen influence I and mean, he mentioned before but still like but still like grungy metal like I, I'm, I no I gotta the, the, the Van Halen kind of twist on it but badass too like love it man I think Alan Morrissey is an absolute marvel to be honest with you <laughs> like I think the stuff he does is brilliant and what I'm gonna say is like I do understand, um, you know, you mentioned that, you know, he, he said that some people didn't want to play his tracks on their radio show or station or whatever because it was an instrumental. I, I do understand to an extent that that might be a thing. There might be, you know, people whose audience don't like instrumentals or whatever. And you know what? We don't play loads of instrumentals. We've got, no, that's true. you know, two, three, four, maybe really good artists that send us stuff. But a lot of it is actually because we don't get sent a lot. If we've got sent more, I'm sure the percentage will be higher. Um, but I do kind of get it. But what was what I found mind-boggling about that thread was they said it was kind of like a hard rock station or something. You're like, this yeah. is perfect. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what's, the, what's the problem here? <laughs> oh, audience might not like it. It's like, I think they probably fucking will. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, he is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I'm not going to gain into that. You know, well, I have gone into it now. But that's fine. People choose to play what they want. But, but you know, we support artists that we love whether or not they sing. <laughs> it's right. not a criteria. Um, and this is a, an outstanding artist who's brilliantly creative and some amazing ideas. That is such a driving, interesting, kind of exciting kind of tune. Um, you know, the Creative Block album that's, that's just come out is just mind-bogglingly good. There's so many Absolutely. good songs I just and, retweeted a thread where he does a walk, track by track walkthrough on the, on the thread on Twitter. And we, I love it. We will need to get him on next year for an interview for sure. Oh, definitely, hundred percent. I can't believe yeah. we're seeing next year already, eh? Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's the twelfth of December. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I know, man. I know it's kind of crazy. this year is fly, for all of its flaws. It has kind of flown by. Now I look back at it and go, oh, where did that go? Um, so yeah, it's kind of. Well, I can't believe we're running out of time. I know it will, man. Right up, right up, right on. I should say <laughs> the next band up is a is a band called uh, the Edge of Reason. A song called Satori. Dig this. <laughs>
right on the edge of reason with Satori. And, man, that was a pretty kick-ass mix. I mean, that was like a mix of, like, ill-advised and Linkin Park. Like, that was pretty cool. Like, I really enjoyed that. And you know what? Um, I'm pretty sure his current call records that sent it to us. And then right after I started flying in, Mr. Ray Wayne, so you can help plug us. Like, well, for sure, I can help plug you. So here we go. And that was Satori, the edge of reason. And it just, it just had that like electronic kind of grunge mix. And it just, you know, or the kind of, and with a little bit twist of new metal in there, but great tune, loved it. And it was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, uh, but I was very, very pleasantly surprised by the breakdown, which literally by the end of it gave me chills. <laughs> it was <just> like, <laughs> oh my God, it's just so insane. Like it kind of suddenly it dropped out and there's this tension and this, key thing going on and then it kind of built up and built up and built up and then that scream was just like Whoa! yeah uh, yeah that was great <laughs> that was absolutely brilliant um dude i was going to give a shout out uh to to our good friend ryan um from the music experience initiative um because do you know what he retweets loads of our tweets he engages with the show, all that kind of stuff. But also he's like massively supporting independent artists. Uh, if you go onto his Twitter, which I think is Music Experience Ryan or Music Exp Ryan, I can't, you know, I'll write it out. And then, <laughs> um, I can't pronounce that. But anyway, he's just a really, really cool guy, really, really passionate. He used to do a radio show and doesn't do it anymore, but does loads of other stuff. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to give him a big shout out for supporting the show and supporting the artists. So, um, I have done that now. Well, <laughs> I, at the same I want to give a big shout out to Timothy Brayton from On My Radar. And oh, he's, yeah. he's been tweeting about our interview coming up next week, The Amber Bugs, which will be our last interview of the season, plus our Christmas show. So be sure to tune in for that. So next up, we have Brand New Kingstorm, which is uh, Ron Bowes and uh, um, Rodriguez is his last name. And I'm blank. Um, Joseph, isn't it? We'll say yeah. Okay, but either way, not, this is this is a good at bad names and people's names and song titles. You know that. <laughs> but either way, this is this is a great tune. So this is the Kingstorm and let the good times roll. Dig this. <laughs>
right on the King Storm. Let the good times roll, and that's Ron Bowes and Joseph Rodriguez, and <clears throat> bit of an age twist in there, but still a good, uh, good. I guess you'd say uh, fun, loving tune. Like no one's going to roll. Like yeah. Although we're we're in a pandemic, we're trying to make the best of it, regardless of that. So I guess that's possibly the point of the song. But either way, I always love Ron Bowes and his collaborations, and he just got a bunch of crazy stuff, and he can go from like left to right, like no problem. <laughs> he definitely knows his left from his right. Well, you know what I mean, right? You can go from one, <laughs> from one extreme to the other is what I mean. I know what you mean. I'm just being not hilarious. Oh, I'm just being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it's a great. It's another great collaboration. That's a good feel good song. I think you were right off air. It's got a bit of an Aerosmith vibe to the. Oh, totally does. Up. Yeah, which is very very cool. But yeah, I just love that. You know, driving heavy rock. Um, I say heavy rock, but well, it is heavy rock, but you know what I mean? It's that kind of rock and roll <laughs> uh, kind of vibe to it, which is really cool. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant tune. Feel good tune. Fuck the pandemic. Let the good times roll. Well, Excuse me. Uh, like, Gazi, rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, we have two songs up for part one. Next up, we have brand new Wild Horse. The song's called can't stop and in brackets meeting on the dance floor <laughs> giggity giggity take this
Wild Horse and Can't Stop Meeting on the Dance Floor. And they have really come into their own sound. And these uh, kids, like little kids, are getting so much better. And they progress, progress, progress. And, man, this is this is no exception. This is such a great song. I just love the vocals. And, and you know, there's nothing but good things to say about Wild Horse. Rick, really, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, they're a fantastic band. And they're they're great. Um, group of lads this is quite a cool tune isn't it it's a bit different it's it's quite interesting it's got um i don't know it's got like a poppy disco vibe going on which is you know which makes sense with, and you know, a little bit of an east twist on it as well I really <laughs> yeah, think going on it's cool man it's just i don't know it's a pretty feel-good tune and i think it goes um goes well actually after uh after the um oh, well, I, I wonder if that east twist is courtesy of, of their their bassist steve baldwin so <laughs> maybe maybe i've heard yeah. like some of the 80s but i don't know but uh, but either way, what a great tune, and we're big fans. And uh, um, I just made that up, but he's never told me that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just an interesting thought. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's a great tune. All right, so we have one song left for part one, and then we'll take a quick little break and get to part two and, and spiral down the rabbit hole. So next up uh, is. Um, band called the IDKs courtesy of Mr. Mike Five Gun Touch Them and uh, kind of made it a little bit hard to fix the list but I got done anyways so thank you Mike for that <laughs> so here we go this is a great tune this is the IDKs of the song called Impress You and, and they, that, that they did because otherwise it would have been a pain in the ass but <laughs> <laughs> fucked <laughs> When I met you, it was new Neither of us would tell the truth I was cocky, you were scared I picked on you, show a kid So we started, just as friends Until things were happening Drunk that time, act a fool And it's all cause of you that's why I'll always be the one who gets you, who gets you. That's why I'll always try to impress you, impress you. If it's not meant to be as a friend, all she sees, so I try.
Right on the IDKs with impress you, and uh, they, they, they sure were impressive because I got really did dig this song, and, and man, it was like uh, alternative blues. This was pretty much how how my my ear picked it up, and I, I love the lyrics, and it just like a, a cool, uh, smooth. Uh, it, it, it's it's almost like it's had like uh, alternative sound to it, but blues timing. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, yeah, I mean, I heard so much great music in the last week. It's kind of been insane. <laughs> it's been um, just various people sending stuff on, on, you know, on Twitter and obviously to the show and stuff like that. But um, these guys, I don't know, there's just something about it where it, it just, they sent me the track and I was like, wow, this has got such a great vibe. Like it feels, I don't know if it's live, but it feels live. It's got that kind of garage blues rock thing, you know, that you're kind of talking about in there. It's got, um, it sounds like, it's got a little bit of like, you know, when Kurt Cobain turn up to radio shows with an acoustic guitar, like, and just right. thrash out some. It's a bit like, um, I've got, uh, we talked about Dinosaur Jr. earlier, I've got this uh, John Peel sessions of Jay Mascus, and, nice. and it's kind of got that kind of vibe, where it's basically, I mean, there's a band there, but it's basically him thrashing out some tunes on the guitar. <laughs> just i don't know got that feeling and it just kind of struck me i was like this is a great tune um yeah i was really pleased with it. you know i, I always ask people to stuff and sometimes they do sometimes they don't but these guys did and it was absolutely brilliant i really enjoyed that tune and i definitely um definitely want more if they want to send us more tunes we will yeah. play more tunes for sure, sure. Yeah, all right so let's get wrap up part one we'll be back in about 10 15 minutes ish roughly uh, we did pretty well. We actually were pretty much on time. We said Mike and I caught before we got on air, so that took a few extra minutes, but it's fine regardless. So um, that's it for part one. We'll be back for part two in about 10 to 15 minutes. And like always, we're going to let uh, Dr. Quicker take us out. Dig this. Memory banks of the supercomputer. Mm, 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 mm. 
Shrinky Dink that Krieger out.